Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of That's Lame. My name's Mara. Today we're gonna be talking about college. And today's a very special episode because I have one of my good friends, Cela Brown, here. Say hi, Cela. Hello, everyone. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself, Cela. Um, I am 20. I go to Liberty University in Virginia with Mara, except we didn't know each other before coming to Rome, which is how we met on this trip right now. I'm studying church ministry and global studies, and it's awesome, and I love it. I live in Pennsylvania with my family, and it's awesome. So yeah. Very cool, Cela Brown. Very exciting. So guys, this week, we actually went and got tattoos, like what, yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday in Rome, and it was a very exciting experience, so just to set the scene of how we're feeling these days. So exciting. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about college, obviously. I asked Sila to be on this episode because we both went to Liberty. I went there. I'm not there anymore because I'm finishing my last semester online, but Sila's still there, and we both had similar experiences when it comes to, like, Christian culture on a um, college campus and also just, like, experiences on leadership there and yeah i think we both want to start by saying like liberty is a great school yeah. would recommend to anyone but also there's parts of it that we're gonna be talking about the good and the bad so yeah also this episode is called college is lame but obviously we don't think college is actually lame it's more just for the bit of the episode titles i might change the title of the episode but we'll see see so, what do you think about liberty's culture okay So coming into Liberty, so I'm going to be a junior, so I've had two years there, and coming into Liberty, I was like, this is the greatest place in the world, and I thought it was awesome. The culture is honestly incredible, and I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in my life, and so you get there, and genuinely, like, everybody feels so kind, and like... I don't know. Some of my friends go to different colleges and I'll tell them that like on my walk to Starbucks, people will just be like, hey, what's your name? And that's just how it is. Like people are just super friendly, super outgoing and welcoming. And coming into college, I was like, this is literally the place for me. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever been at. And that's so true. And Liberty really is so welcoming, so awesome. A lot of the professors are so kind and genuinely do care about you and super genuine. And so on a positive note, the culture is really special and it just makes you feel like people just really want to get to know you and really sought out. And so that's a really beautiful thing. There's so much talk about the Lord and people love to bring up God in conversation and it just feels like everywhere you go, it's just joy and happy and people being nice to each other and talking about the Lord. And so I feel like if you walked onto Liberty's campus, that's what you would see. And that is very true. And so on a positive note, that's kind of what it's like. Mm-hmm. On a negative note, I didn't see this my first year. My first year, I was like, Liberty is a Christian utopia. It's incredible. And it is. It's awesome. But my sophomore year, my life looked really different in the sense of like I moved places on campus and I was on a leadership position. So it was different. And so I saw a lot of a different side of Liberty uh, that was really hard for me to deal with, which the Lord did a really big work in me this year dealing with that. Um, but I also think that with the joy and the kindness and the just like awesome energy at Liberty that is genuine. A lot of it, once you're there and you're comfortable, it feels like kind of fake and it feels like fake Christianity and kind of like an elitist mentality, which is super hard 
to grasp and deal with. And so even though you do encounter a lot of people that are like, hey, what's your name? Like, it's so nice to meet you. And they mean that and it's genuine. At the same way, I feel like you can encounter a lot of people that want to see how many people they can know or don't really care about you, but care about being known and seen in this kind of like elitist mentality that I personally have noticed a lot of people fall into. And it's just hard because I think it's just kind of part of the culture. And there's a lot of Christian people that go there, a lot of famous Christian authors or celebrity pastors and stuff, their kids go there. And it's just kind of like an interesting Christian community. Um, And just like anything, we take things that normal 20-year-olds struggle with, like pride or wanting to fit in. And we go to a Christian college and it's just normal sin problems. And we just slap Christianity on it and kind of like mask it um, and not address the actual issues that we're feeling because we're at liberty and we're happy and we know everyone. And my neighbor is this celebrity pastor, so I'm awesome. And I have this many followers on Instagram. And so in the same sense, it's an awesome culture with sin problems, just like every other 20-year-old college campus would have. It's just different because it's a Christian school. Yeah, I really like what how you said that. And also, I feel like something, how I describe it when I tell people about it, it's almost like if you went to a secular college, it wouldn't be so much, oh, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian too, like, great. But it's more of like, okay, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, but what kind of Christian are you? Like, I feel like one of the things that I really experienced, like, I also came to Liberty. My first year was so fun and, like, I had the best time and I really did feel like, wow, like, Liberty is the best school. And I really still think that I made a great decision in going there. But also at the same time, there is a level of division within the body of Christ in the sense of, like, oh, I want to figure out what kind of Christian you are, Mm -hmm. what kind of theology you have. Yeah, I think that there is some elements of, like, a high school mentality of, like, how many people can I know? And I don't really, I don't know why that's the case at a lot of Christian schools, but when I talk to any of my friends who go to, like, secular schools, they're like, what? Mm -hmm. And I would be like, well, maybe it's because they have more people, but, like, Liberty's huge. One of the girls on our team, Riley, goes to GCU, (laughs) which is also huge, and has said that it's kind of similar there, too. So it's just quite interesting how that kind of manifests. But obviously, I mean, the devil's going to use what he can to divide, like, a body of believers. But, yeah, I think Christian culture just in general has ups and downs. But when, yeah, you throw a bunch of 20-year-olds who are, like, obviously being sanctified into basically a high school arena there's going to be that like that comparison Mm -hmm. and that like ranking of i don't know just like christianity Mm -hmm. in a weird way yeah what was your first year like yeah so my first year was awesome i live in a small town and so i really like it now but growing up i was like i just want to leave so then coming to liberty i was like oh my gosh this is the greatest thing ever and i just remember our feeling like everybody was so kind and it was literally the first day And I met, like, my best friends on the first day, which was so the Lord. Yeah, they lived on a different part of campus. So if you're familiar with Liberty, I lived on the hill. um, And I lived next to one of my best friends. So that's how I ended up on the hill. Um, And then one of my other best friends, they were the only two people that I knew coming in. She lived on East Campus, which is completely different than the hill. But I ended up meeting her other quad mates in, like, I think it was the six, five or six of us became best friends, like, um, literally immediately. And they're still, like, some of my best friends to stay. 
And so that was totally the Lord. I just remember it was like literally the, like the third night and all of us had gone to this like, I don't even know. It was like a mixer at Commons or something. Um, um, Commons is like a campus area of Liberty. And we went and we were going to try to meet people, but it was just weird because everyone was just playing spike ball and like flirting. All the freshmen were flirting. And so we just like sat in the middle of the field and all talked to each other. And then we left and got ice cream. And my one friend drives an old convertible. And so we drove around campus with the top down. And I was like, this is the life I've always wanted to live. This is amazing. And it was so fun. And so I have a lot of memories like that for my first year of just like, literally just having fun and like doing fun things with my friends even if it was like stupid yeah that's like a lot of my first year it wasn't until my spring semester that I started really becoming aware of like which I hate social media for this but I had Instagram and I started to meet a few more people and I started to really become aware of like people on campus that kind of like a lot of people knew their name and I lived on the hill which was awesome but they're there's just kind of like, we, we kind of talked about this before, but it feels like there's this, I don't even know how to describe it. Like in, in an elitist culture there, but also not, but it, yeah. I don't know how there's to describe There's definitely it. like, it's distinct who is well known and who yeah. isn't. There's certain groups. Also, every different group as at Liberty has certain people that they're For like, sure. that's the elite group. Yeah. There's not one, at least I would say there's not one group of yeah. people that's like, the most well-known on campus. I don't know. It's just the weirdest culture of, like, being competitive about being known. Yeah. It's super strange. That's a good way to put it. Because, like, I... So, I lived on the hill. And so, there was a group of people on the hill that... And, like, it also is to your interest. So, like, there are certain things that I really enjoy. This is so funny, but it's just true. And I feel like everybody thinks it. So, like, I really love thrifting and fashion and stuff like that. And so, coming onto campus, I would go out and I would see, like, People have, like, they sell clothes outside the library <laughs> and fashion and be like, these people are cool. Like, why do they know everybody? Not even thinking of the fact that they're literally seniors. This is their business. And in my freshman brain, I was just like, this is so cool. I, like, who are they? And then because of social media and then as you go to Liberty, you meet people who know people and it's all about who you know and all about who's known. And that's not everyone's experience. Mm-hmm. That's just mine. Everyone, I feel like, has a different, like, thing that they struggle with throughout college and a different thing that they're like aware of and some people you would say this to and they're like oh I've never struggled with that at liberty but Mm -hmm. that's just a struggle that I have in general and so that's a struggle that just I brought with me to college and then made a problem like I made it a problem for myself in college I also would say there is definitely because while this is obviously something that you could completely ignore and also just not struggle with but there is a weird ingrained culture I lived on the hill my sophomore year. I don't know why the hill keeps going up. Maybe the hill is the source of the toxicity. <laughs> we also both lived there. Okay, yeah. So that's why. <laughs> so I lived on the hill. The hill is so fun. Yeah, if you get the awesome. chance to live on the hill, you should. Yeah. But also, I think because the hill, it's such a tight-knit community, it becomes pretty quickly apparent, like, who is well-known and stuff. But it's funny because, guys, I have never been popular in my entire life i don't even know what that means like what is that i don't know i don't want to be popular i've never tried to be yeah and there was like very distinct moments of me living on the hill of like people either getting upset at my group of friends because they felt like we were popular and they were upset about it 
And I just remember being so confused. It's dumb, but like people would point that out. Why are we so obsessed with being well known? It's just weird. It's super weird. And that's so true. And like, I never had that my freshman year at all. I was just yeah. like aware of it. I also ended up moving to East in the spring semester. Nothing happened. I just moved to live with those people I was talking about, my best friends. So then I was disconnected from it. And then once I was like disconnected from it, it was like I saw what it was like. And so a lot of it is just like the desire to be known and literally like what Mara, like you just said, that's so true. And then if you're not that person or you're out of that, you want to be that. And then when you're in that, you don't want it anymore because it's weird. Mm -hmm. Like people, it's not about who you know. I don't know. So I started realizing that a lot my first year and that's when comparison and like wanting to be known kind of started to creep in a little bit. I would go out onto like the academic lawn and I would see like these big groups of people and I was like, how do they, how do you know that many people? Like, I don't understand. Like, how are you sitting in a group of 30? You all look so cool. Like, how, how, who are you? How do you do that? And so me being 18, I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of that. I want to just have a community. I want to be known. I want to be seen. Even though I literally did have an awesome community. You just keep wanting and wanting and wanting until you literally, yeah, that's just the nature of people. I didn't really take that to the Lord because I didn't really see it in myself um, until my sophomore year and my summer but that's a whole different thing that was my first year at liberty so it was awesome it was great and then it was like the longer i was there i started to like become just more aware of things and i felt like i was missing out on something like i felt like i was missing out on friends or the liberty experience because i didn't literally like i didn't drink coffee at this coffee shop like everyone else like that's what it's like that was something that i struggled with and so then i wanted to like fit into this person of who I thought I should be kind of unintentionally um or like subconsciously for a while because I thought that was cool and then I realized I was doing that Mm. which is a whole nother story but yeah that was my first year yeah what what advice then would you give to an incoming freshman on like what they should be aware of or like do or not do their first year yeah So the number one thing that I can think of that I think is literally so fun. So whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, who cares? You should talk to people because it's fun. Okay, so on your first day of class, I've done this every single first class I've ever had my whole experience. And whenever you get to your class, usually everybody's just sitting there and they like don't talk to anyone on your first day of class, especially as a freshman, just because it's weird. It's awkward. And so you can either sit in the awkward and sit there silently or you can embrace the awkward and go talk to somebody because either way it's going to be awkward. So you might as well talk to somebody. So on your first day, go walk in. Don't even think. Look for a girl. You can look for a guy too, but if you're a girl, it's just easier to talk to a girl. So look for a girl. I'm trying to get the ring by spring. I want the ring by spring. (laughs) And just walk up to her and just say, can I sit here? And I guarantee you she's probably going to be like, oh, my gosh, yeah. Even if she seems like she's not interested, just do it anyway and just sit there and then say, like, oh, my gosh, like, what's your name? And then just have a conversation with them. And I've done that every single class, first class since I got to Liberty. And I have consistently, I think maybe other than one class, I've consistently sat by that same person the whole semester and, like, become friends with them. Whether it's, like, really good friends, like, some of them are now my really good friends. And then some of them are just class friends. And, like, I see them around. It's fun. And so either way, it's the first class is just weird and it's awkward. So you might as well make it not awkward by embracing the awkward of talking to somebody. And I guarantee the other person is probably like, I'm just sitting here and it's weird. Even if you're like a junior or a senior, it's still weird. It's always weird. College is always weird. That's one thing. Talk to people in your class. And even if it's the same person, because it just makes things less weird. 
anything else what do you do you have anything i need to think hmm i would just say like as corny as it sounds like really be yourself because mm-hmm. i feel like the i obviously going to college and stuff is a really great and exciting chance to like shape your identity leave things in the past that you want to leave in the past be stay true to yourself because i think whenever i came to college like there was so much of me that i just didn't really want to bring into college but it like really just was like who i was and not a sin issue and that is really hard to keep up with and i think you'll find one you'll find friends that you love more because they'll love you for who you are but two college is tiring my freshman year there was so much that i could do every day at every second of the day which is literally so fun do as much as you can your freshman year like i don't know like obviously rest but at the same time It's it's just fun to have fun especially your first year but i think i set expectations of myself for other people that just weren't accurate and then that became like an issue of i've known these people for a year but i don't actually feel like they know me at all but also yeah just go to stuff like have fun like i think i think there's so many freshman events especially at liberty and i think a lot of other schools have freshman events too i don't i I feel like this is very specific to christian colleges because other schools it's very different but like go to all the things Mm -hmm. like it's gonna be weird but you're gonna meet so many people and it's gonna be so fun Mm -hmm. and it's a very unique time where everyone's in the same situation of like everyone wants to meet people Mm -hmm. and so i think like those first couple weeks that you're there like do as much as you can like be spontaneous just go do things like i I remember my freshman year a, a bunch of people in my hall invited me to go on a hike and i just went like it was just very like yeah but it was last minute like they were all ready for the hike about to leave and Mm -hmm. they were like do you want to come and I was like yeah yeah and I went and it was so fun and I felt a little bit weird about it I was like I don't know if it's gonna be weird I don't know what this is gonna be like but it was so fun and I remember like I just made so many friends on that hike I met so many people and I was just glad I did something like spontaneous like that absolutely and another thing too with just like doing things is I noticed this year how important this was for me so people kind of call it the Liberty Bubble because when you're at Liberty, you're at Liberty and you're there. It's awesome. But a lot of the culture is Liberty and just a lot of the same things. And so I would say like find ways to get out of the Liberty Bubble and like remember that you're an independent person, which sounds really silly. But especially if you're on campus, sometimes it can be a lot of just like you're around people all the time. And it's so fun. But especially as you get like older into your Liberty experience, like find ways to even if you don't have a car whatever find ways to get outside of the liberty bubble and like get involved in a local church like find a local church go there stay there uh, meet adults there meet kids there get involved in a youth ministry and a kids ministry like just people that are outside of being 20 at liberty and like even whether it's okay today i'm not going to go study at the library i'm going to go study at a coffee shop like in a different place in lynchburg like even those opportunities are just really great to just like get away and get some clarity and get some time for just like okay i'm independent i'm 20 my life and my identity is more than being a liberty student right now and so i feel like those that for me was really helpful too that's awesome, Sila. Thanks, Mara. I was wondering, because Sila's about to be an RS on the Hill, and if you don't know anything about Liberty, basically we have this hall structure of we have two RAs, which are just like basically the moms or dads of the hall, mm-hmm. and two RSs, which are resident shepherds, and they're basically just in charge of all the spiritual life on the hall. So we have every week 
will go to something called campus community, which is like a Bible study. Mm -hmm. And then you'll break out on your hall into small groups called CGL groups that are led by... This is so confusing. It's so confusing. They're led by CGLs, Uh community group leaders. And you'll break out into your community groups. I guess not, it wouldn't be called CGL C- groups. Community group leader group. Yeah, community, community groups. Community group, yeah. You break out into community groups with your CGL, which is a community group leader. Right. And is going to be in charge of all those community group leaders, pretty much. Yeah. So what kind of things are you planning on implementing on your hall to, like, change the culture, especially on the Hill? Mm, okay. So I was a CGL this my sophomore year and me and Mara had really similar CGL experiences yeah let's just talk about that for a second you they work you to the absolute (laughs) bone it's so and like I would say this to anyone at Liberty like Jerry Prebo let's have a conversation conversation. but Josh Rutledge shout out (laughs) we love Josh Rutledge yes but um yeah, just there's too much. There, I could tell you all <laughs> of the so things. It's so hard. Like, okay, you have to lead your CGL group. Yeah. Meet with your your girls in not CGL group. I, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I haven't lived on campus in a long time. You have to lead your community group. You have to meet with your girls weekly. You have to meet with one of your RS's group, like, on one-on-one. You have to meet with an RS group. You have to meet with um, the big group on your hall of all the CGLs and both RS's. You have to meet with the big group of CGLs, RSs, and RAs. Also, you have to go to Connect class, which yeah. teaches you, like, something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they teach you <laughs> they something. Teach you so- about it's basically just, like, more Bible study. Yeah. Literally, yeah. With other what C- else am I missing? With other CGLs. You have to go to convos. You have to go to campus communities. Yeah, you have to be at everything. Sometimes you have hall to dinner. go to, like, hall dinners. You have to go to different hall events. So, we're talking on average... You're it's doing, kind of like a full-time job. You're doing either one or seven things a day for a CGL. Yeah. And you're not, I mean, like, you not not that you have to get something out of it, but, like, it's RSs hard. and RAs, they do all of that, but they get um, scholarship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, CGLs get CSER, which is, like, community service. If only one semester. And yeah. when... And, one semester is 20 hours. hours in the first two days. Yeah, one semester is 20 hours, and let me tell you, you do well over 20 yeah, hours. It's in this, literally every You day. should be getting CSER for at least the whole year. Right. Yeah, so that was both of our experience with CGL, but back to the question. Back to the question. <laughs> okay, so that was my experience as a CGL. Also, may I say that it was the hardest thing I've ever done, ever, in my life. Maybe this, maybe Rome is harder, I don't know. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, though. But in the same sense, if you're questioning whether or not you should do it, you should do it. Because it was the, literally the hardest thing. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was also the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. Simply because my hall, 21 two. If you're listening, you better literally all listen because I'm gonna send each of you this podcast immediately. But that hall was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And the people that I met on that hall, I literally love you all so much. I can't even explain it. And so those types of experiences are awesome. And like my leadership team was the best. I'm sorry, we were the greatest leadership team the world has ever seen. And I'm not gonna lie about it. And it was literally the awesomest experience. It was really hard, but we were all struggling together. And also the Lord taught me so much about myself. I could talk for 13 hours on what the Lord taught me about myself and about him. But I'm not going to do that. So anyway, there were a lot of things that because I was a CGO, I struggled with. And the Lord called me out on it. And people called me out on it. And I also, me deciding to do RS was the Lord. I wasn't going to do it at all. And then the Lord was like, no, you're going to do it. And I was like, okay. So now I'm going to be an RS. 
And so anyway, the things that I'm going to say are things that I've just like experienced as a CGO and things that the Lord has revealed to me personally and me and my partner, Lauren, who she's literally the best. She was my RS last year, which is funny. So we're going to be partners. We both feel these things. And so, yeah. So as an RS, just with like the sense of liberty culture, one reason I didn't want to be an RS is because I didn't want to be on campus anymore. And I just wanted to get away. I wanted to feel like an independent human being apart from liberty culture. And I didn't want to be around it. I didn't want to be around the conversations on whether or not you're a Calvinist or not. I was sick of it. I was sick of doing the same things every single day and sick of being around the same culture. And what are you wearing? Like all of these things. I was tired of it. And I wanted to get away. And, um, yeah, so that's one reason I didn't want to do RS. So going into RS, I'm really excited to see what the Lord is going to do. And I really don't know the answer to that question, to be honest with you. I feel like there are certain things that I really want to make sure that me and my partner are just like implementing and representing well. Number one, that's rest, which is so hard as a college student. and rhythms of rest is huge and I didn't realize that until this past year as a CGL and so there's another thing at Liberty it's like busyness I think this is with life in general this is just the world's culture but busyness equates to value is what you're told and so it's like especially once you just get older and you realize that you know people like you're meeting friends right and you just want to go on a coffee date with everyone and that turns into getting dinner with everyone and that turns into oh my gosh I'm literally so tired I didn't even sleep last night as a quirky cute thing and then you realize that this is not sustainable and my dad says all the time not all the time he literally said this to me once but I repeat it all the time but it's the pace you set is the pace you have to keep up with and so I really um just in my own personal life, like, cause I don't have any of this figured out. I literally don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm going to do this at all or else, but I know the Lord will help me and my partner. Um, for sure. But just working together as friends and as a team to implement patterns of rest and setting a pace that we can keep up with setting a pace that allows for people. Like if you don't want to go on a coffee today, literally don't, it's fine. Don't do it. Like go spend time with the Lord, go spend time by yourself, go do things that are awesome and honorable to the Lord, whatever that is. And so definitely rest. And I think along with that, um, one thing I really realized through the RS interview process, actually, is how much expectations I was putting on myself that actually nobody else was putting on me. And so expectations are a huge thing for me, especially like knowing that there's going to be a team of CGLs that um, me and my partner are like, leading I guess and so as a CGL I was thinking that there were like a list of 300 things that I needed to be doing that I needed to be saying how I needed to be acting and what people expected of me what I was expected to be at and all this kind of stuff but in reality in my CGL contract there is a good bit there's a lot but say there's like eight of those things not 300 and the rest were coming from me were coming from my own pride were coming from what I thought people expected of me and wanted of me and like it was just a lot and it was hard and also my RS's last year were amazing I literally couldn't have had better RS's so that was not them um it wasn't them at all it was just liberty culture and it was the culture of doing things and never stopping and so going into doing RS again and having these things it's like okay 
what is the Lord asking of you? What does the Lord ex- expect of you? Because he's kind of the only one who can tell you. And yes, there are biblical things that are revealed that anybody, like as a believer, you are to hold people responsible to what the Bible says, because it's the ultimate truth. It's the ultimate authority. So that's God's like revealed expectations for us and how we should be living and what we should be doing for sure. And if people aren't doing that, like, yeah, as believers and friends, we should hold our friends accountable to that word. But in the same sense, there's a lot of things that we put on ourselves and expectations that we put on ourselves that aren't even from God. They're from the world or they're from your friends. And it's hard and it's exhausting. So in the same sense, like as a CGL, like there, I feel like we've talked about this already anyway. There's like a type of liberty girl that you should be and a type of liberty person you should be. And that's literally made up from every single one of us. And so as long as you're honoring the Lord with everything and you're sticking to the scripture, like do CGL in the way that the Lord would have you do it. Do RS in the way that the Lord would have you do it. If it's not coffee dates, if you don't like coffee, don't go get coffee. You can do other things. And so I feel like kind of just like trusting the CGLs that the Lord is working in them and the Holy Spirit is working in them and they don't have to be one type of person but they can just be who the Lord has made them to be and take the culture that they're from and the culture that they're in and just use what the Lord has given them as the person that they are to do ministry for the Lord. So basically, if that made any sense, creating patterns and rhythms of rest, because that's not at liberty at all. And also just like getting rid of stupid expectations that are from the world and letting the Lord define you and how you live your life and not other people or not even things that are intended to be good, like the hierarchy of leadership at Liberty. It's awesome. It's intended to be good, but we are sinful. And so recognizing that and then making an effort to be different and change that and just have a good time and like honor the Lord faithfully with what we're doing. That's good. That's great. I'm excited for you to be on a hall and making that kind of positive change. Thank you. Well, to end the episode on a positive Mm. note, Share a story of something funny I don't know. that's happened to you I since college. I really can think about that forever. I don't know. Just pick one. One story of something funny that's happened to you. Like, I literally don't know. Your favorite story about hall life. My favorite? I don't have a funny story because everything is funny, but I don't remember it. Okay, well then let's end with you telling, since she she can't end with that. She can't think of anything. I don't know. What's your Mr. Goody's order? Okay. And if you guys don't know, Mr. Goody's is an ice cream shop that everyone goes to. It's my fave, by the way. This is the lamest answer ever because I can't eat dairy. So it's so lame. But I get... I get the dairy-free kind, and it's the chocolate kind. I literally get dairy-free chocolate. That's all. It's so boring. So I'm so sorry. Sometimes I get Oreos in it. All right. Well, Well, sorry. We couldn't really think of a fun thing to end with, but maybe that made you laugh. I don't know. I don't know a funny story. Everything is funny on Hall Life. Laugh, love, Jesus. Live, laugh, love, Jesus. All right. We love you guys. Nice talking to you. We'll be back on Wednesday, next Wednesday. So tune in or don't, but that's lame. But that's lame.